Good times make good Christmas. Big payrolls from the steel mill, the engine plant. The Outline World Dispatch. It's Monday, August 14th, 2017. I'm Sam Thonis. Today on The Dispatch, William Turton travels to Pennsylvania to see how Amazon is reviving former steel towns, at least until the robots come. We could all foresee a day where machines, robots, technology eliminate more jobs than there are people. Here's The Dispatch. The future. Politicians have been claiming for years that they have the perfect plan to put steel workers and miners back to work. We're going to bring back our steel jobs and we're going to rebuild this nation. But what if the replacement for the steel industry is Amazon? Amazon and other companies are building warehouses and hiring thousands of unskilled workers as part of a booming economy around e-commerce. But with the rise of automation and robotics, those jobs may have a shorter expiration date than the ones they're effectively replacing. William Turton went to the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania to see these changes firsthand. So I went to Bethlehem in Allentown, Pennsylvania, an area that was once the home of the American steel industry. Um, Bethlehem Steel obviously was based there, and it was the biggest steel manufacturer in the U.S. and employed um, almost everyone in that region. I remember when those factories were built. We were pretty happy about it. Concrete and glass and steel. Why, it was like money in the bank. More machines, more jobs. 36 million more men at work in the last 70 years. 18 new industries in the country. Millions of new jobs. Eventually, Bethlehem Steel went under. They were undercut by foreign steel imports and other companies that are using more modern technology. But when they cut those smokestacks out of the sky, we had nothing to look at anymore. Labor-saving machines can make more goods for more people. But the machines have come so fast that the displaced workers have not been able to learn new skills and find other jobs. And so once Bethlehem Steel went under, the people that lived in the Lehigh Valley, which is like Allentown, Pennsylvania, and Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, uh, really started to struggle. A lot of people lost their job, and the whole kind of area went into this economic downturn. So this is why Trump has been making all these promises about bringing back heavy industry. Right. Yeah, these regions have lost these coal and steel jobs and... Trump's idea of helping these regions is to bring back these jobs, which don't really exist anymore. And so since the steel industry has kind of imploded in this region, the area has been looking for new sectors that can employ its population. Um, And one of those has been e-commerce. Driving around to Allentown, we saw dozens of million square feet warehouses and Just next to those are big suburban areas, as well as kind of abandoned steel mills and remnants of Bethlehem and Allentown's past. The world has moved on from what existed in the 50s and the 60s. When we went to the Lehigh Valley, we talked to Don Cunningham. To create policy at any level, whether it's federal policy, state, or local policy, with a nostalgic eye towards yesterday, is folly. Cunningham used to be the mayor of Bethlehem. In fact, his first term started right as Bethlehem Steel shut down. 
Um, but now he works as president of the Lehigh Valley Economic Development Corporation. What do, what do they do? So that company basically interfaces with other big companies that want to set up shop in the valley. So like Amazon, for example, will come and they'll kind of work with them and help them get established in the region. There's communities all across America that are sitting around waiting for yesterday to come back. Yesterday's not coming back. We had to reinvent ourselves or we were going to die. And so Amazon has set up distribution centers around the Lehigh Valley, and now it's the third largest employer in Lehigh County. We've worked with Amazon. You know, Amazon has three different facilities here. We've managed to rebuild ourselves. And quite frankly, our economy is even stronger than it was 20 years ago. We have 37 billion in, in GDP coming out of these two counties. That's more economic output than the entire state of Vermont. So take that to Trump and tell him to <laughs> put it in his pipe we'll and smoke it. <laughs> yeah, do you know why Amazon chose this area? Right, so Amazon and other e-commerce companies are really attracted to the Lehigh Valley for a couple reasons. Uh, the chief one being its location. It's really close to a lot of major cities on the East Coast. It's about 60 miles away from New York. It's also close to a lot of ports in New Jersey, and it's close to a lot of central highways. And then the second reason being that this area has a large amount of unskilled workers that are ready to come and kind of take these warehouse jobs that pay about 13 to $14 an hour. Um, and you said it's companies like Amazon and who else? Well, FedEx is setting up its biggest facility in the U.S. in Allentown. It's going to be able to process 75,000 packages an hour. There's other companies there, like Walmart is setting up an e-commerce distribution center. Um, and so more and more companies are realizing that this area has kind of all the factors that they need to set up these massive warehouses. What are these warehouses, how do they operate? Like, what do they look like inside? I mean, we went and saw a few, and they're just massive. They're, like I said, millions of square feet, and it's just rows and rows and rows of products um, and kind of an army of employees. So at Amazon, there's a type of employee that works in this warehouse called a picker. And a picker goes, and their job is literally to grab things off of shelves and bring them to kind of this sorting machine where people then sort the packages and put them into boxes and send them out to customers. What kind of wages do these people make? For someone that has no college degree or no work experience, the average pay is about twelve seventy-five an hour. If you have a bachelor's degree and work as like an inventory manager, it's like slightly better at like fourteen to fifteen dollars an hour. Do you know how that compares to the old steel jobs? So it's a lot worse than the steel jobs. Um, you could kind of afford to buy a house and raise a family on a steel salary where Amazon is kind of this hourly wage. And so I mentioned that employees have these quotas, um, but there's something that's even better at meeting these quotas for potentially a lot cheaper, and that's robots. I tell this to everybody here, it's great we've had this explosion of jobs, but the day's going to come where it's going to level off and, and go down the other way. Same as it was with auto manufacturing or steel making, and the same's going to happen in the industrial sector. We live in the era of technology. You know, as new automation technology robotics is introduced to shop floors and industrial floors, certainly the day will come where these facilities aren't so labor intensive. The question is, when is that day? Amazon's already partially automating some of their warehouses. They have robots that help pick things off shelves, and they have robots that kind of move and organize packages. But, you know, 
Technologists are kind of predicting a world where a lot of these kind of menial labor jobs will be totally automated by robots for a lot cheaper. And for a company like Amazon, uh, they might be forced to have no choice to employ an army of robots rather than people. Do you have any idea how soon they're going to have to confront these issues? You know, it's really hard to say. Other companies are more aggressive about automating their workforces, where Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos um, hasn't really dived in in that way. He thinks that there should be kind of this harmony between robots and humans. But the reality is it might be so cheap and efficient for Amazon to just automate their warehouse, uh, they might just have to do that anyway. Why should these men be thrown away as if they were obsolete, as if they were broken machines? I'm only 25 years old. I'm not obsolete. People like Elon Musk, who's the CEO of SpaceX and Tesla, are kind of more married to this idea that automation will come really soon and it's going to put people out of work. There will be fewer and fewer jobs that a robot cannot do better. Elon thinks automation is coming so soon that we as a society need to start considering a universal basic income to satisfy the people who are going to lose their jobs to robots. What to do about mass unemployment? This is going to be a massive social challenge. And I think ultimately we will have to have some kind of universal basic income. I don't think we're going to have a choice. A much harder challenge is how do people then have meaning? Like a lot of people, they derive their meaning from their employment. If there's not a need for your labor, what's the meaning? Do you have meaning? Do you feel useless? That's a much harder problem to deal with. So with all this in mind, um, is there a different, better message that people like Donald Trump should be presenting to Americans? Yeah, these jobs aren't coming back. If Donald Trump wants to be realistic, he should preach an idea that these regions need to adapt to changes that are going to happen whether they like them or not. Don Cunningham recognizes that this is a problem that Lehigh Valley is going to have to confront and that all of America is probably going to have to confront. And he doesn't have an answer yet as to what they're going to do. The only constant in life is change. But this is not a Lehigh Valley issue. This is an America issue, and it's a global issue. We could all foresee a day where machines, robots, technology eliminate more jobs than there are people. And what did you say? When's that going to happen? 2025? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that only gives us eight years. <laughs> Hopefully they won't take my job in eight years. Yeah. That's it for The Dispatch. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You can find out how at theoutline.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Thonis. More stories tomorrow.